Well, Lauren, how might I support you today? So I'm really struggling right now just with my whole future. Uh, this sounds so dramatic. <laughs> oh, just that. <laughs> just my entire life. Um, I And relationship-wise, like, I don't know what the next right steps are for me for my career and education speaking. Um, I thought I knew what I wanted to do, which was to go for my doctorate in psychology and be a licensed psychologist. That's kind of been my number one dream for the longest time. And now my relationship has kind of forced me to switch gears and analyze that entire plan. Um, it, it, it's not helpful that he, my boyfriend is extremely unsupportive of it. Um, but also it's five years without income. And at that point, at this point right now, that doesn't seem super feasible, especially because it's five years of grad school on top of wherever I'm going, I will most likely need to dorm. So it's going to be maybe a $300,000 investment, which is very depressing. So I'm kind of asking myself, is it worth it? And I don't really know the right answer. And I've been trying to examine other options like going for my master's in family therapy online and then if I want to, I could do a PhD in psychology afterwards. But again, it's also going to be five years long. And although that would make it easier to be online, um, it wouldn't result in me being a licensed clinical psychologist. So I don't really know what to do. I just know that where I am right now, I'm not happy with and I can't be satisfied here. For the rest of my life so i need to do something it's just a big decision yeah <sighs> yeah and i really hear that you're at a place right now where you're really wanting some movement in some direction and though the path ahead may not seem clear uh, just really want to acknowledge you for for having that, uh, for seeing that there's something in you that is ready to take a next step. And it's so normal and so common that we have a dream, like we have a big dream, and then life will throw at us a ton of unpredictable things, a ton of things that are changing in life that we adapt to and that you then take a moment to see and look and reconsider like what what is really important and what's the next step so um I'm curious for you what would you what would you love to walk away from this session with I think I just want to not feel like a failure at this point because that's really how I've been feeling the last few months like just a lot of regret and just feeling embarrassed mm -hmm. uh -huh. okay and if you weren't feeling embarrassed or regretful or like a, a failure for just a moment what would you be 
doing or demonstrating in your life? Well, I think I would just be a lot more content and um, probably have clarity as to what I want to do, not what my ego is telling me I should be doing or the monkey mind. Like, that's really influencing my decision because I kind of want the fastest option at this point because I feel like I'm already 27 years old and I'm so far behind in life. So you're seeing that there's something in the middle there that your inner wisdom is shining through and saying, yeah, you'd, you'd want to feel some contentness in, in what you're doing and you're noticing that there's the ego, the monkey mind that's coming in that wants the fastest option. So when you say content, what might that look like if you could paint a picture of you being content right now? I don't really know what it would look like physically, but I think emotionally I would feel at peace and I would feel accomplished Mm -hmm. instead of like I'm not living up to the expectation or the pressure I would definitely take the pressure off myself Mm -hmm. yeah so there's some pressure and expectation there yeah can you tell me say more about the pressure and the expectation I just feel like this immense pressure to have a house, have a full-time career, have my X, Y, and Z degree by now. Um, And I feel like I don't have those things. Therefore, it just automatically makes me a total fuck up. (laughs) And like the pressure is just like this feeling of I've wasted so much time because in my early 20s, I struggled immensely with my mental health. I couldn't work. I couldn't go to school. So I had a three-year period where I was just in and out of hospitals, like on so many different medications. And I feel like that really put me behind. And even my boyfriend said to me, like a month ago, he was like, well, you should have known this when you were 21. Like you should have known what career path you wanted to do. You should have done school properly but you didn't do it and now you have $60,000 loans wasted on a career you don't even want on an education I mean that you're not even sure you want and it just hurts so bad because when you have like a physical ailment like if I had cancer in my early 20s like everyone would be like oh sympathy 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 but I could barely keep my head above water mentally And now I'm here approaching 30 and I feel like I'm just getting started, just figuring out what I want to do, what I want my life to look like. And it just doesn't feel like that's acceptable. And who's not accepting it? Probably myself, mostly. (laughs) Because I got my master's degree in June and I felt 
I didn't feel happy at all. I felt so much sadness because I was like, well, I went for my master's in the wrong thing. So that was a complete waste of two years and $35,000. So instead of celebrating it and being proud of myself, I just, ever since then, I've been beating myself up every single day, just with so much guilt and regret. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what is... What does the beating sound like in your in your own head? You're really seeing it right now. Yeah, it's just me telling myself, like, people have their MSW when they're 24 and you're 27 and you, like, don't have a valid master's degree that you could really do anything with and you're just so far behind and, you know, people finished their bachelor's degree at 22 and you didn't finish it until you were 24. It's just like a lot of comparison. A lot of comparison. Yeah. Yeah. I see a little smile on your face as you, as you say that. What are you noticing? Well, you're smiling, so I'm smiling. <laughs> just like when people cry, I could not even know what they're crying about. I just start hysterically crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I was picking up on your smile. <laughs> That's funny. My own ripple. Yeah. Yeah. Is there more for you to cough up about this comparison? Well, even financially speaking, like I compare where I'm at versus where I'm told I should be. Um, I really didn't get my first full-time job until 24, 25, you know, so I've I haven't really been working for a long time. And then on top of being unemployed the last year, just really... Um, really screwed me and that's another repeating record every day in my head that oh, you should have never quit your job in November of last year because if you didn't quit your job like you could have moved out by now and especially that I'm 27 and I still live at home like I'm just humiliated over that and instead of seeing it as a good thing like oh I could be saving up like I see it as something to be ashamed about and there's just so much pressure from so many ends, from my boyfriend, from my own mind, because I need to move out of my house within, like, I would like to say several months, because my household environment is so toxic, like, my mom is really abusive, so I can't stay here and be happy at the same time. Like, I'm sure I can, but it's really hard. So there's just so many different factors, and it's just all making me, like want to implode <laughs> yeah yeah I hear it there's the external things that are going on then there's a voice inside that seems to be causing a lot of the imploding with this comparison and with where even comparing your own thoughts about perhaps where you think you're supposed to be and where you are right now. Yeah. 
when you have those thoughts stirring in or kind of almost chanting at you, um, what, how does that impact kind of what you do or what you don't do? So when I'm under stress and I feel high levels of anxiety, I tend to under-function. I know some people go into like over-functioning, like overdrive. I'm the complete opposite. Like I will procrastinate. I will isolate. I will self-soothe in like very um, destructive ways. So that's kind of what it looks like for me. Or I just go into like a self spiral of self pity thoughts and just feeling sorry for myself and getting depressed, which makes it worse, but that's kind of how I do things. (laughs) Yeah. And what are you seeing as you say this? I kind of wish I was the opposite. (laughs) Where I was the, um, like, over-functioner, like, the hard worker. Because I think, especially in our society, that's more looked highly upon. You you know, doing too much rather than feeling like you're not doing enough. I wonder if this is you comparing yourself to oh. another thought of what 100%. you could be or should be. Yeah. And this is kind of what it sounds like for you yeah it's so automatic for me that I don't even realize when I'm doing it half the time yeah yeah well you're noticing it right now we're doing it together yeah so you shared that it's a lot of comparison yeah any other monkey minds that might be in there or does it really feel like the comparison is the kind of center of it for you I think that's always been kind of at the core it's something that I've always struggled with my whole life I I kind of don't know any other like feeling other than compare like comparison to get a feel for where I'm at or where I should be and now like especially with social media like it's nearly impossible unless you live under a rock to not see other people like like travel influencers they're in a different country every week and I can't even afford to go to another state for a weekend you know so it just makes me feel really shitty about myself yeah yeah you're really seeing the impact of the comparison and feeling shitty and then it also adds to stress like an internal stress that then leads to you're saying like isolation and some not so helpful self-soothing. Yeah, I feel so emotional right now. I I just thought of another example too. Like it even destroys my relationship because I, I've been going to yoga and like all these girls with like perfect yoga bodies come into yoga 
and they're wearing their like Lululemon sports bras with their perfect abs and like I'm in baggy clothes and then I just look at them and I like I feel so much like frustration and then I have this these thoughts that are like oh like if your boyfriend saw that girl he would want to be with her and not want to be with you or when you're having sex with him like he's fantasizing about being with a girl with bigger boobs and then it just makes me want to break up with him because I feel like he's staying with me out of pity because how could someone ever love someone that like looks like me and it just is so annoying it's annoying yeah (laughs) I didn't know what other words to use yeah that's a great word for it (laughs) Yeah. What are you feeling right now? I just feel sad. Like, how much I hate myself really just holds me back. It's also, it's such a normal thing that our human brains do, is compare. Yeah. And like since evolution it's part of how we just try to be in our lives to like know that we're okay to know how we're supposed to do things and especially on your hero's journey to be growing a new way of thinking about yourself yeah it's so it's such it's a new skill for you to be developing and of course there's comparisons and so normal in today's world and you know myself I'm 10 years older than you I didn't quite grow up in the same social media culture but especially in that in your generation like the Instagram the yoga the, all of the things, they're just like landmines for comparison. And so I just say that to let you know that you're not the only brain in the world that does this. Um, and you're also seeing the impact of it and what what gets lost in it when you compare. And also the, the impact that it it doesn't support you necessarily in taking the next steps or in growing what you're what you're really wanting to develop. And I'm wondering for you if if you think it's true that you need to look a certain way to be loved. Yeah, I do, unfortunately. At least for myself. Um that's also been one of my biggest struggles in my life. Like, that's why I had an eating disorder for, like, 14 years. And I still think to some extent I do because I'm very, like, all or nothing with my eating. But unfortunately, I find myself so utterly revolting, like, disgusting. Like, if you ask me to name three things I like about myself, I could personality-wise. But if someone put a gun to my head, I really couldn't say three things that I find attractive about myself that I feel like no one could ever love me because I can't love how I look 
So it's really unhelpful. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that you're seeing gets in the way of really being loved. And being loved is really important to you. Yeah, it is. But it's also been something that's been difficult for me to allow people to love me or to be in a relationship where I can be loved correctly. So, but I've always wanted it, I think, deep down. Yeah, you have. Yeah. I imagine that's a big part of you being where you are today and getting out of past relationships and, yeah, and even beginning to look at friendships that would feel supportive and nurturing to you to be able to have the courage to even think of something different yeah that's true yeah so just checking in what are you what are you getting so far from today in this session that it's all self-inflicted <laughs> It really, a majority of it. Like, of course, there's external circumstances or people. But I'd say 90% of it comes from myself. I'm wondering if there's any, any place within you that might be willing to have some compassion right now as you're seeing this yeah it's so interesting because I'm so quick to have compassion for other people I would say that's probably my strongest trait is my empathy slash compassion but when it comes to myself sometimes it's a lot harder <laughs> to allow myself to be imperfect yeah yeah, if there was one small way in knowing that this is a new skill for you, just a very small way that you might be willing to have compassion for yourself. Hmm. Um, it's a good question. I think, I don't really know what that would look like. Honestly, I know what it would feel like, but I don't know what it would look like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm curious, where for you do you feel compassion in your body? Do you have like a sense of that inside? Yeah, this has been something I've been working on a lot, especially in EMDR. We mm -hmm. talk she'll ask me like where in your body do you feel this and I think especially because of trauma like I've been so disconnected from my body or I don't understand or know what it's saying so I've been trying to listen and I think I carry a lot of it in like from my throat to my stomach area mm -hmm. yeah yeah well done from your throat to your stomach what what are the sensations like there? 
you could name them. Are they kind of a flowing, warm? So when it's um, kind of the opposite, it's just really tense or tight, um, constricted, or just like a bad feeling. And then when I'm feeling connected to myself and I'm feeling um, compassion or love, it just feels like I'm really in tune with myself. Like I feel grounded, I feel centered and balanced. Grounded, centered and balanced and really in tune with yourself. Yeah. I wonder if you'd be willing to like lean into that a little bit and consciously right now, see if you might be willing to find some grounding in your body and connect to that compassion right now in the wisest way that you know how. Yeah, yeah. What, you, what are you feeling right now? Um, can you kind of explain the question? I'm sorry. I didn't know if it was just you asking, are you willing to be compassionate with yourself? Oh, or if it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, what were you answering? What did you hear? Um, are you willing to be compassionate with yourself right now? Yeah. Great. Um, so for you, what might be the wisest way that you know how to connect to that compassion? Uh, through journaling or meditation is also really big for me. And then I would just say through <laughs> when I'm not comparing myself, yoga. Mm-hmm. Or I love going outside in nature. Those are the four biggest ones for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So easy, so quick that you just journaling, meditation yoga, being in nature. Yeah. And what do you, what's it like for you to even be talking about the self, the the you that has access to compassion right now? Um, it's kind of me making me want to go outside. (laughs) Those are, those are things that I try to do every day or at least several times a week because they've been critical like coping skills or um, like self-care tools that I've used throughout the years. So I know how important they are for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, I'm curious if your standards of integrity, do you remember those? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If there are any of those that you'd want to call in from from a place of wisdom that might support you right now on these these what you brought here today. Yeah, I think one of them was uh compassion and empathy or at least just understanding that one is yeah pretty big. So what, what for you, what would someone who is 
compassionate. Do next when it comes to discovering what your next steps are. These questions are always so good, but I never know how to answer them. I don't know. I think I I think if I like knew that, then I would do it. But it's just felt like there's a big roadblock of kind of um, having to make the right choice because I'm afraid if I don't make the right choice, then I just waste another five years of my life. So I think that someone that's compassionate would take off that pressure of having to make the right choice, quote unquote. Beautiful. Someone who is compassionate would take off the pressure about the right choice. Yeah. I wonder if you could just feel that for a moment. What might that feel like to just take off that pressure? of the right choice, even if just for a moment. It would feel like a weight lifted off my shoulders. Yeah. What are you sensing right now in your body as you say that? Hmm. I don't know what I'm sensing in my body. I feel like some, um, like, I don't know if it's pressure or just tense in my stomach area. And I think that's because I've been telling myself the last few months that this next year is going to determine the trajectory for the rest of my life. So maybe I should reframe that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's a great idea. How would you want to reframe that? I don't really know. I I realize that that statement is so not helpful because I've been saying this next year, like you're either going to start a doctorate program or you're going to be with your boyfriend or if you break up with your boyfriend, you guys don't work out, then you wasted another year. So it's just like kind of taking that weight off and just letting go of any expectations maybe and just doing the next right thing. What might that open up for you? I guess just the ability to be like in the present because right now I've just been either regretting the past or worrying about the future. I haven't really been present. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is so what our brains do <laughs> when we're up to something and they like to think in either or. Yeah. Like either you're gonna do this or you're gonna do this and there's no other options in between. And here's this wisdom about presence and being being present. Yeah. Yeah, and if you were to listen to that voice of your wisdom really shining through right now, so brightly and clearly about and about just taking the next step and taking the pressure off 
what might you may what might you want to do that has some possibility for you just as a tiny small next step well i think i would just tell myself that like everything right now in the present is is like good and like it is working out everything is as it should be and just give myself like reassurance and validation that I'm doing the best that I can. Uh-huh. How does that feel to say out loud? It feels comforting. Yeah. I can see it in your face. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. feels a lot better than beating myself up. Yeah. I wonder if it would help to just take a moment to take that in, to just notice what it feels like to take in your own wisdom and take in something that feels really good. Yeah, that's another skill I have to work on. (laughs) Yeah, and you're doing it. You're doing it so well right now. Thank you. Yeah. How um, how do you see learning that skill of taking taking in some of the good? Well, I I think especially like our minds are so biased, and when I say nice things to myself or I say kind things about myself out loud, my immediate reaction is to nope, no, like reject it, push it away, counter it, and be like, no, you're you're a piece of shit, like that's not true it's just like so like bullying myself is my automatic response instead of just allowing and absorbing it and letting it marinate and feel good mm-hmm. yeah so you see that right right up next to it is the bully that likes to come up yeah, yeah. well if you could just take in like tiny morsel of it of this wisdom I wrote it down that everything right now is as it should be what for you is the wisest way that you could see taking taking that in just trusting like trusting myself trusting the universe trusting my decisions and just releasing any um, gripping or like negative self-criticism saying that I'm not doing enough. So I guess just releasing and trusting. Yeah. And how, how might you imagine like demonstrating that in life just in the next week or so? trusting and releasing. It's a really good question. Always leaves me stooped. That's, you know, that's a sign that it's just continue to look. Yeah. It's usually you, I notice you sometimes have a kind of, I don't know. And then yeah. it's like, <laughs> later it's like I do know yeah 
Yeah. Um, I guess I could start with just noticing whenever that, that like bully talk comes up and just, just acknowledging it and being like, not today, Felicia. <laughs> like, just like, I have a name, Felicia. <laughs> yeah, Felicia. <laughs> Felicia. Not today, Felicia. But, yeah. yeah, just, like, recognizing that that's, like, my own, I don't know, it serves a purpose, and it's maybe trying to protect me, so maybe just even showing compassion for that side of myself. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And what's more interesting to you, having compassion and um, being more trustful and acknowledging Felicia um, or the gripping and the bullying? Well, I think that if I wanted to, like go the way that I'm going it would be the bullying but the opposite sounds a lot more helpful to me and sounds like it would be it would serve me better what would it serve you in specifically when it comes to your future just my overall quality of life and allowing myself to be happy I think allowing yourself to be happy and and how might allowing yourself be happy to be happy be a reflection of what it is that I imagine you're really here for to help people with I I feel like I've lived so much of my life just waiting for the next best thing or just dreaming of a different life so it's resulted in me missing out on so much of my life so by living in the present and just allowing myself to be happy I think I would just feel so much just like a sigh like just gratitude and serenity with where I'm at and how far I've come yeah beautiful And um, just as we're finishing up here, in our brains, especially when we're growing a new skill, like one of the ways our brain actually like starts to grow in these new structures and develop them is when we, is when we demonstrate them in our lives. And I'm wondering if there might be some small way that you'd be willing to really demonstrate being present um, and allowing yourself to be happy. And that could be something like, like something that just bring brings you in touch with that happiness, um, something you do for yourself, um, like being in nature, having a date in nature, mm-hmm. um, like, like really giving yourself an opportunity to really practice that life um, and it could be small like t- 
taking 10 minutes to enjoy something um, if food isn't too big of a trigger for you, like actually taking in something that just delights you or going on a nature walk or something like that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, something I've been wanting to do for a long time is to buy myself flowers. Oh. Because I love yeah. flowers. I love having, like, plants in my house and just aesthetically, so I could always do that. Yeah, your whole face just lit up when you said that. <laughs> yeah. So buying yourself flowers. Yeah. And for you, by when would you be willing to buy yourself some flowers? Um, A week from today. A week from today, so that would be Wednesday. And how would you best remind yourself to do this so it uh, doesn't necessarily get lost, as things tend to do in the fray of our own minds and life? Well, I have to go to the store anyway, so I could put it on my list. Great. Great. And this is the part of coaching where we just get nitty gritty. Do you have your list? I don't on me. I haven't made it yet. Okay. Is there some small way that you can remind yourself for that list or even start that list? I can write it down right now. (laughs) Wonderful. All right, Lauren. Well, I'd love to close in hearing um, what for today, what was your your biggest takeaway you'd love to kind of walk away from with the okay yeah we we did that self-compassion is just so I think it's so important because instead of comparing where I'm not to where I want to be maybe looking at where I was and where I am now and just marking my own progress and little wins Yeah, so much wisdom in that and really seeing the past and seeing the wins that you had through a different lens. Mm 